gonna dance around, that is McRae. Can he get the corner? He's gonna try it. Five, 10, 15, 20, McRae, 25. Nobody hold anybody. 35, 40, 45, cut back to the near side. Oh my goodness, 50, 40 blockers in front. Stop and dance around a man and he's brought down at the 13 yard line. No flags on the field. Thank goodness, what a huge return play on the missed field goal attempt. Running back, receiver, returner. I feel like there's nine other things he could probably do. play do. defense, maybe? Greg McCray, do you play defense at all? Can we ask you to do some of that? Uh, no, I'm going to just stick to offense for right now. Four-man rush, pump, Kolaris, watch deep. He's got McCray wide open, 35. Greg McCray, can he beat Dozier to the end zone for the touchdown? Pumped it to the outside and hit him deep. And the Bombers are back within one. Out of nowhere, the offense finally gets in the gear, catches fire for the major. Winnipeg Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Here is 680 CJOB's Derek Taylor. Facilities in the Canadian Football League. Ottawa is near the top of the list. It is a fantastic stadium here. TD Place Stadium. It's a beautiful afternoon for football. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Ottawa Red Blacks. We're a little over two hours away from kickoff. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown, Ed Tate with you. We will talk about the Bombers' glorious victory over the, the Calgary Stampeders last week. Janarian Grant's injury. Should it have happened? Does Buck Pierce regret the play call that led to it? We'll hear from the head coach, Mike O'Shea. We'll talk about what do you do against a rookie quarterback in his first start. We've got your hot takes. A new segment called A Blast from the Past as Doug Brown and Ed Tate will walk us down memory lane. Ted Wyman, uh, all your fantasy and gambling tips. Uh, this is the pregame show, Doug Brown, that just literally has everything. Smorgasbord of entertainment and excitement. And what a beautiful place to just uh, participate in a Canadian Football League football game. It is uh, everything you want around here. We might just stay in this vicinity, I think, post-game. You know, I think we should stay. The, the first time I came to a game in Ottawa was the 2017 Grey Cup. Was it 2017 that was here? 2018 that was here. Anyway, the Keenan LaFrance game? Is that the snow? No, that was the that was the final before that. Yeah, yeah. So, that was the playoff game. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I came here to Ottawa for the Grey Cup, and it's just the whole area is redone in new shops and restaurants and inlaid brick roadways, and you basically you would leave work at four o'clock. You'd duck into work early four o'clock on a Friday. Come on down, get absolutely hammered, walk <laughs> right over to the stadium, go back, finish it off with nightcaps, take an Uber home, and it's all right. It's it's just a beautifully done up here. Uh, in the TD Place area, the Lansdowne Park area. Uh, Ed, not always like this. Uh, you, you've had some stories of what this used to be. Well, it, it, they've done a marvelous job of fixing it up because it was in decline for quite a while. I can remember that way back, the press box was opposite of us, and you had to walk a, uh, across a gondola at the top. Uh, and if you're afraid of heights, it was a bit of a tricky uh, situation. But I just, I love the setting with the Rideau Canal, and, you know, you can still see the Ottawa skyline from here. Uh, you're right about the, the location and how picturesque it is. If you have a chance, man, I think the first ever CFL game I saw as a kid was here way, way back. Uh, we were visiting relatives, and it was actually the Bombers in Ottawa. 
And uh, that was way back when it was called Lansdowne Park. So it was, this is a pretty special place. Yeah, I would absolutely advise coming to a game here in Ottawa. We appreciate you being with us in the Certainty Broadcast booth. Professional grade building materials pro all the way. Let's take a quick check of the weather for the game today. 27 degrees currently in Ottawa. A little bit of a wind. The Humidex feeling like 32 degrees. Chance of showers, it says, uh, this afternoon, boop it up toward tonight. We certainly hope those will let us slide here, but a hot one for the Bombers and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Bombers come into the game, I was about to say 5-1. and one. Uh, I may be anticipating a little too far forward. 4-1 and one after, Doug, a week after that game against Calgary, I feel like, okay, great, you had your run play because the linebacker got out of his gap, but after about the five-minute mark of the second quarter, the Bombers just suffocated the Calgary Stampeders. As you reflect on last week's game, what comes to mind? I was just, it was such a uh, pronounced difference uh, in, in that game between the first half and the second half. It was uh, the first half made me, it took me back to the BC game where I'm like, they're losing on the line of scrimmage. They're losing in the trenches. They cannot run the ball and they cannot stop the run. And uh, they were making Jake Mayer look better than, than he really was. And then, I don't know what happened. Uh, magic oranges at halftime. Something happened in that locker room. Some great adjustments. Some people say football players don't make adjustments. In my experience, uh, there are adjustments that are made. And uh, But, wow, what a difference. It was like they were a, a completely different football team. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, the, the Bombers, it's almost like they gauged where they were playing and where their opponent was at, and then they're just able – okay, guys, we got to pick this up. we got to go to the next level. Let's see if these guys can hang with us. And they couldn't, right? They, they just, they were more physical. They, they took over that line of scrimmage. They established the run. They stopped the run. And, uh, you know, and then we had some, some fun highlights from uh, a guy, Greg McRae, who made an impact last year, but he's, uh, this might be his defining season in terms of uh, uh, putting himself on the map of, of explosive players in the Canadian Football League. 68-yard touchdown catch and run from McCray off a beautiful setup by Buck Pierce. And then, oh, Renee Prentice missed a field goal. And now Greg, I don't know, 160 yards through roughly 15 bodies before he was eventually brought down. He, in the last couple of games, has really added some fire to a receiving core that's already amazing. Yeah, and is still waiting for Kenny Lawler if that ever gets resolved, too. So they're going to have a lot of weapons to for Buck Pierce, the offensive coordinator, to play with. The thing about that, that missed field goal return that I, you know, we take it for granted sometimes, but what he did that was so smart is that he ran along the goal line in the end zone before deciding if he had a lane. How many times, and we've seen some special teams mistakes in this league, does a guy take it out to the three-yard line and then, oh, I don't have anything here, and your field position is terrible. So for him to be able to do that, and we again, we've seen some special teams mistakes this year that have cost teams uh, wins, that was pretty smart, and it was just a great read. Uh, he, he does add an awful lot. We're going to see him get a lot more work tonight too, right? Because uh, with Janarian Grant down, he's, he's going to get uh, I'm expecting that Ottawa will be punting a few times tonight. <laughs> yes, I, I would absolutely hopefully that to be the case. All right, uh, Doug Brown, we're going to play some word association. Are you ready? Go. The word I will throw at you is Willie Jefferson. Word association. What, what, word? what comes to mind? Willie Jefferson. Uh, the wow. last couple games. Animated. Uh, yeah, jumps off the screen. Uh, explosive. Uh, athletic. Uh very uh, emotional, 
passionate. Yeah, these are the words I think that uh, that that come to mind for sure when you when you talk about about Willie. Six quarterback sacks this season, number two in the league to only Matthew Betts, and just the last two games has been an absolute terror. So, Ed Tate, your words are Jackson Jeffcoat. Um, underrated, uh, if that's possible, for a guy that was a CFL All-Star, uh, in the shadow of Willie. And uh, just like Willie, I'd say he's kind of a wrecking ball, right? Uh, those guys get in the backfield so fast, and Jackson's really good at that strip sack thing. Um, they just wreck offensive game plans, the two of them. So I would call them a pair of wrecking balls. They just come at you. It's been fantastic. Jeff Coat, the CFL stats haven't put a, they haven't gotten, surprisingly, haven't gotten all of Jackson Jeff Coat. Three pass knockdowns in two and a quarter games he's played so far. He He's uh, just like he always does, Doug, generating pressure off the one side while Willie generates pressure off the other side and Ricky Walker can clean this up, and Cam Lawson can push through the middle, and Jake can get some, and this defensive line the last two games has been fantastic. Well, look at Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. Willie Jefferson, to me, is like, he's he's prime time. He's, uh, you know, he's yeah. got a knack for those big moments, big plays. He's, when, when the moments are happening and all the lights are brightest, that's when he shines, and uh, Jackson Jeffcoat, in my mind, is your lunchbox guy who's just everywhere on every play swarming kind of thing. And then Willie J is that guy that rises to the moment and the occasion and has an impact immediately. So different approaches, they play well off of each other, impossible to block them both uh, uh, sufficiently. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're the two most integral performers, I think, on this defense. Another guy on the defense we, we need to talk about is, for my money, Ed, is Demario Houston. Three interceptions when Jake Mayer airmails one last week over Mark and Michelle. Demario makes a heck of a catch on a high ball coming a thousand miles an hour. And then I think of the tiptoe interception he had in against Hamilton in week number one. And oh, by the way, he's got three fumble recoveries in five games this season. Demario is is getting his chance to show what he's he's all about and He's making the plays. You know, I, I remember last year before he got hurt, I, I thought he was playing really well, and you kind of forgot about him, right? He got hurt, and then uh, he, he wasn't in the picture as the team goes 15-3 and three and goes to the Great Cup. And uh, to be honest, he kind of gets forgotten, and he comes back this year, and he missed one game, I believe, right, because of the birth of his twins. But, uh, man, he's just... Uh, you write about his hands. He's got really good hands for a db you know that those those interceptions aren't just being delivered right into his stomach right because normally going, dbs are receivers that can't catch that, right. so continue on yeah so um <laughs> he's uh he's high pointing it you're right he's he's tiptoeing and making those ca- they're like receiver catches on the sidelines there's, there's something there and uh um and you can call it luck or whatever but he those guys practice being around the ball and so him scooping up those fumbles, that's just something they do every day in practice, right? Get to the ball, a loose ball's on the ground, on an incomplete pass, the defense has to go get it. And sometimes you roll your eyes and think, well, it's an incomplete pass. What are you doing? This isn't in, in a game. This is not a fumble. But it's part of the muscle memory. And, man, they do a good job of it, and, and it's paying off for Demario Houston. And they've gotten to 4-1, and one, and this stat has surprised me all year long, 
They're only plus one in the turnover margin. That's crazy. They've got they've forced 12 turnovers and given up 11, which is a high number for them to give up. But it's also a low number for what we're used to the Bombers the last couple of seasons. So perhaps even more are coming for guys like Houston and Evan Holm and Brandon Alexander, who has uh, one of – they've only got four interceptions uh, this season. Just briefly, because we'll talk to Tim Baines of the Ottawa Sun uh, in about 45 minutes from now. Just briefly on the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Doug, they're on their fourth quarterback. They're on their fourth choice at middle linebacker. They're on their second choice at both boundary corner and boundary halfback. They don't have receivers who are uninjured. They're bouncing back between running backs. They're starting a Canadian at right tackle. This is just not a good place for the... I feel bad for teams at some point, and at the moment I feel bad for the Ottawa Red Blacks, though that is football. You know, they talk sometimes about a team like that with... uh you know, nothing to lose. Wounded animal. Well, this wounded animal is at the Humane Society right now, about to be put down. But, you know, sometimes that's a rallying cry for for a football team. It's, uh, you know, Bobby Dice comes in. Hey, guys, we've got every reason uh, to mail this in. We're on our fourth quarterback in five games, and uh, we get injuries across the board, and we're struggling just to get any sort of flow or continuity offensively. And, uh, you know, we can either mail it in or we can rise to the occasion and, and give these guys a fight of their life, right? So it can be an inspiration situation. Uh, it, it depends how it's framed. It depends on the strength of that, that locker room. But, you know, certainly they're, they're going through some adverse times right now. Uh, Ed, would you agree with the sentiment, dead team walking on the green mile? <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Uh, <laughs> listen, every time I, I, I think of these situations where it's the rookie quarterback making his first start. Two words come up to, in my mind, and Doug will know this, Rocky Butler. Remember the Rocky Butler game? Where nope, one, yeah, don't remember it at all. The Bombers <laughs> <laughs> opening old wounds, hey? Uh, just, look, just plug your ears while he tells the story. Yeah, then, we've I guess. told it before. I don't, can't remember the year. It, Doug, we sacked him seven times, Derek. We should never have lost that game. And they did. In his first game, first start as a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, arch rivals, all that stuff. Uh you know, that's one of those ones you roll into town and you're, you're thinking, how can we lose this game? There's no way we can lose this game. And then, boom, you, when you're leaving town, there's an L in your win-loss column. And it's so that's what you have to be aware of. No matter, you got to be careful because uh, this guy could have his uh, 60 minutes of fame here and then disappear after this. But if you're not bringing it tonight... Uh, you're as vulnerable as anybody. If if Dane Evans can have a world-class game against the 2022 Winnipeg Blue Bombers, there you go. It can happen. It's the probability is low because I think of other Rocky Butler. That's all I have to say. Did you did you ever play? Oh, you wouldn't have played against like G.J. Kinney or some of the dumps they had to go to in 2015 when they had injury troubles. The uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but it's it's unlikely. But uh, Crum is their fourth choice at quarterback. He showed some real good scramble ability last week. He's, they say he throws the ball well in practice. We will get a chance to see what he can do against this Bombers defense coming up uh, about an hour and 50 minutes from now. Today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on Blue. If you want to reach out to us, we are on Twitter at DT on OB. Also, the text line, oh, we just got it open all game long for your thoughts at 204 780 68. We'll take a break. On the other side, we'll have a fantasy preview and the play on which Janarian Grant got injured. Was it the right call? We'll discuss it. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football, live from Ottawa on 680 CJOB. Ugh, that was a huge bug. <laughs> We're going to have to stop to clean that one off. 
Erase the bugs with some love from Northern Lights Car Wash, Manitoba's most technologically advanced car wash. Open seven days a week with unlimited memberships starting as low as $34.99 a month. Get the bugs off and enjoy a squeaky clean ride at Northern Lights Car Wash, just south of Ikea on Keniston. So clean, so fast, so convenient. Drew wanted a TV package his entire family would love. So he got Stack TV, a streaming service with 16 live TV channels and the hottest shows on demand. Now his wife streams Outlander live on W Network. His daughter binges alone on the History Channel and his son, Rubble and Crew, on Treehouse. There's something for everyone, even Fido, who can't stop licking the screen when Food Network's on. Stack TV, there's a stream for everyone. Try it free. Applicable membership required. Restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Eric Bardell. A funeral is an experience we all have to go through. For over 120 years, my family has been making a difficult experience just a little easier. We strive to tailor each service to be as unique as the individual. To find out more, visit our website at neilbardellinc.com or see us in person at 3030 Notre Dame across from Brookside Cemetery. Neil Bardell Funeral Center, the only funeral home owned and operated by the Bardell family in Winnipeg. I'm Eric Bardell. Thank you for listening. I'm Sean Moore with Winnipeg Custom Countertops and Kitchens Today. Kitchens are the offline social network of the home. They need to be functional yet comfortable and inviting for friends and families to gather. There are endless styles, finishes, and accessories to make your kitchen come alive and cooking a more enjoyable family event. We have in stock, ready to go, and custom-built products your friends will envy. Let our design team guide and motivate you. Winnipeg Custom Countertops and Kitchens Today at 443 Turin Street or winnipegcustom.com. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Hey, Bomber fans, I'm Marissa Turton. Did you know Ottawa's head coach is a Winnipegger? Bob Dice was named the third head coach of the Red Blacks franchise in the offseason. Dice, originally from Winnipeg, got his professional coaching start with the Blue Bombers, where he was the receivers coach from 2003 to 2009. He then spent five years on the Rough Riders staff before joining Ottawa as special teams coordinator in 2016. But before all of that, he coached junior football starting in 1992 in Winnipeg with the St. Vital Mustangs. Four years later, Dice became a receivers coach with the University of Manitoba Bison until 02, and prior to that, he was actually a receiver with the Herd. In December of last year, Bob Dice got the top job in Ottawa, becoming the CFL's first ever black Canadian head coach. Yes, Winnipeg's finest. Bob Dice, now the head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks. The pregame show live from Ottawa, brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at-home projects with Olympic Building Center. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown, and Ed Tate with you. And we'll have the injury report coming up later, but we can reveal that Janarian Grant has been moved to the six-game injured list after uh, this play. Let's take a listen to uh, how it sounded last week live on the air. They'll toss it to Janarian Grant on a little jet sweep action. He's going to get forward to the 20-yard line before T.J. Ryan brings him down. Don't really like that play call either. Janarian Grant has just been getting the brunt end of a lot of physicality from the special teamers on the Calgary Stampeders. And yeah, now he's hurt down right there after that offensive snap he's staying down on the ground that's between the tackle heavy physical running by a, a guy that is not very big doug that was your immediate reaction that was literally the second it happened you didn't like it a week later how do you feel about it yeah i mean 
uh, there are certain uh, body types that you want in certain positions and, and spots on the field. And, uh, it's, you know, speed kills, and that, that includes in between the tackles, but much, uh, much smaller windows in there, much smaller, uh, much more confined area to work. So I just wasn't I, – I didn't see the – I understand. I think Buck Pierce is a fantastic offensive coordinator, and uh, part of the magic is the different looks and his involvement of, of you know different matchups and hitting guys in different spots and running different plays. And it's hard to get a beat on what he's doing because they're so multiple in that in that sense. But just having uh, a guy as slight as Janarian who is just getting—I mean, he was getting—he was taking some big shots on on special teams in that game, and then to see him enter the tackle box. You know, that's uh, that's that area in, in South Africa where the great white by the seal island, right, where it's the no swim zone. You, you just don't want to. It's where the great whites come out of the air and, and, and you know, hammer those uh, those seals. That's just a scary place. <laughs> it's a scary place it. for for smaller guys that, you know, and, and he got blasted in there. Right. And then he got hurt. And you're just like, uh, such a. A uh, critical player, uh, such a, a game-changing guy on special teams. Did we need to see him in that role? Was it overthinking or, or being too fancy in terms of? I, I don't need to see Jaren Grant offense at all, in my mind, just because he's so he's not at the same level. I don't think as an as an every-down offensive player, as one of the the weapons they have offensively. I don't think they need Janarian in that in that facet of the game because of how, I mean, his best play happens on special teams. That's when he's most effective bringing him into, um, into the offensive set. I I think is just needless exposure. And and I think it, uh, they got caught with it. Well, let's explore that in a minute because that's, that's uh, an interesting thought. I I went back to look at, were there other plays in Janarian's three C's three previous seasons in which he had it. And there are, there are a handful of them. Uh, for the most times, he's running from the short side of the field to the wide side of the field to give Into him more space. space. Yeah. This on this that past one, and those plays, when you go back and look at them, you go, okay, that's blocked super well, and he's not crushed in the backfield by a 280-pound man. This time, they're going from the wide side to the short side. Pat Newfeld doesn't block Julian Hauser, and Chris Kolinkowski gets shoved to the ground by T.J. Ryan, who then wrestles down Grant, pinning his ankle underneath him and putting him on the six-game injured list. So. All that said, Doug's immediate reaction, the results uh, of it, I uh, talked to offensive coordinator Buck Pierce and asked him, do you have any regrets about the play call on which Janarian got hurt? Well, I mean, you know, I think you, reg- you regret the result. Um, but, you know, that's, that's you know, really just, uh, you know, football. Obviously, you know, you feel bad for the, for, for the player. But, you know, it's a play we've been, you know, working. And, you know, he's a dynamic football player that you want to get the ball to right if it wasn't that play you know we we always look at ways to you know maximize the guys on our roster you know each 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 given week and uh you know it's unfortunate that he got hurt yeah we see that play with with Dembski Dembski's a big dude Grant is 50 pounds less is that ever a consideration or is this we're trying to get Janari in the ball with some speed behind him yeah we're trying to get a dynamic football player the ball in his hands Right, so he reads blocks well, so he runs well. It's not the first time he's done something like that for us. Yeah, when it happened, Doug Brown in the booth just immediately thought, "Ooh, Janarian between the tackles isn't something I love." Did that play go off before the injury? Did it go off the way you wanted to? He got the ball where you wanted it to. Well, obviously, I mean, it's football, right? So, yep. you know, I can't, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, think about guys, you know, un- un- unfortunately getting hurt. Um, but it's the game that we play but I don't, I don't regret the call at all. 
as offensive coordinator Buck Pierce with, uh, they'll often say, Ed Tate, you've probably heard this a million times as I have, nobody thinks about getting injured when they're calling plays or trying to make plays. Yeah, so what Doug, how Doug explained it is very, is perfect. And then how Buck explained why they want to get him the ball also makes sense too, right? So uh, he's the smallest guy on the team. He's a, a dynamic, tough, tough dude in the kick return team. Uh, you're, you are exposing that him as a threat, taking away that, potentially taking away that threat when you run a play like that. On the other hand, and I'm not. I'm straddling the middle here because, on the other hand, he is a special athlete, and you get him in space and let him do his thing. We've seen it in the past. It's almost a tendency breaker. Now, could someone else have done that? We'll see Greg McRae run that play tonight, probably, right? And so it, it's very possible that. I mean, that play's not coming out of the playbook, um, and it's just unfortunate. I, I don't know how else to explain it. it. It is football. Guys get hurt, and you can't not call plays because you're worried about a guy getting hurt. I've just, in all the times that I've seen Janarian Grant play and take reps offensively, he hasn't impressed me. To me, his work is always, if you guys can come up with a game where you think he was a, a major breaker or had uh, a stat package, or a, I've, I've spaced it. Because I can't recall a game where he's been a game breaker offensively and has, you know, he's a, he's a guy that just gets a handful of plays, it seems. And I, I just think he's really established himself as a specialty guy for explosive returns. And uh, with the weaponry they have, I think it's just needless to to keep him involved in the offense just because it doesn't seem to be his bag. To, to your point, uh, in the 2022 training camp, Janarian started with the starting receiving core, and eventually his job was taken by Dalton Schoen, and then things happened, and and Janarian hasn't been back in the offense. And then to your previous point, I wanted to get back to, in the last year and a half, think of the guys that we've seen take those jet sweep or pop pass actions, whether it's a handoff or it's thrown up in the air. Rasheed Bailey, Greg McRae, Nick Dembski, Dalton Schoen has done minimum one. I'd have to go back and see. To your point, there's... There's at least four other guys who could do that. You don't have to put Grant on the field to do that. You could, I mean, McCray is the is the very clear example of him running boundary to field. Okay, if if McCray gets hurt, that's that's still bad. But we still have our super dynamic returner, who we believe is the best in the league. Speaking as the Bombers here, and McCray's a, a former running back, right? Like McCray r- reminds me actually of a of a Terry Vaughn. You know, mm-hmm. who, who are unbelievable for Edmonton. You know, the number of, what do you have, five or 6,000 yard receiving, if not more than that, and back-to-back. And he played in the slot, and he played receiver, like running back. He was a little bit tougher. He was explosive. He had the elusiveness. He had the yards after the catch. And I think that's an element you get with, with Greg McRae, going off topic, obviously, here from Janarian. But, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I think you have better players, um going back to that and uh it's all it's all armchair quarterback now it's all in hindsight now that he's injured but you know going forward i just don't think this offense needs him in that role it, being a a coach and and managing your your roster it's all about hey how can i put this guy in the best position to be successful what does he do best how can we maximize that and i think we know that the generian as a returner is his element yeah and and uh... We'll leave it there. There's other ways to also get on the ball in the offense where you could be eight yards back from the line of scrimmage and not within, you know, uh, tackling range of giant, enormous man, human mountains like uh, TJ Ryan. 
I feel like Ed Tate showed us the way in fantasy last week. Let's talk about some fantasy football this week. I don't care what the cost is. Nick Dembski. Kalaus for Dembski! Five and a touchdown! Dylan Mitchell's going to get one on Winston Rose. Going deep for Mitchell on Rose. Got in the 20 and he's going to walk into the end zone. You know what I've learned about CFL fantasy football is that it makes me hate players. Kamar Jordan, I don't know anything about him, but I hate him now. I'm pretty sure, Ed Tate, you said last week Greg McRae. Is that correct? Did you not say Greg McRae? I did, yes. Yes, okay. I, I thought okay, I thought I'm not going crazy. And yes, 68-yard touchdown for Greg McRae. Still, of course, time to join in the CGOB Fantasy League. 837 teams involved. And we have the nation's best fantasy football player, T-Bone's Choice Cuts, number one in our league, number one in the nation. He's this year's Matzo Sticks is who he is, right? Exactly, exactly. The 2023 version of Matzo Sticks is uh, uh, T-Bone's Choice cuts. At the moment, uh, coming into this week, I had fallen to 211th. Doug Brown, 89th, moved up dramatically Whoa. the last two weeks. And he's a number in college. Was it? Yeah, 89. There you yeah. go. You don't want to stay there. I've been doing a lot of consulting with the consultants. Have you? Okay. Week, there you go. So, but. Uh, so this is my roster for this week. I had the Hamilton defense. It did not go real great for them. Five points. Cam Phillips was the one receiver to not do anything for Toronto yesterday. A.J. Olette gave me 12 and a half points. I stacked Bombers because I thought they would roll it up on the Ottawa Red Blacks in this game. So I've got Zach Kolaris. I've got Dalton Schoen as my captain. And Greg McRae is still dirt cheap. So, uh, although that said, I don't know that uh, return points count. That's what I was going to say. So we talked uh, when I was dealing with my consultant and we are putting, you know, our, our, our map together for this week. I was like, well, what do we get for return yards? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, well, if, if Janarian Grant's not playing, we saw what McRae did on returns last week. This is going to affect, A, his offensive snaps and contributions if he's returning all the time. Yep. He's not going to be, and, and you don't get any, there's no value in having him as a returner. So I would guess a touchdown counts, but I haven't checked into the new rules yeah, and if the know. CFL's counting. Yeah, it's nice how they keep changing the rules as the freaking season's going on. <laughs> like, what the heck is that? Uh, more venting on oh. fantasy from Doug Brown. It's a beautiful thing. It's well, a weekly thing. Absolutely. And I have Trey Adams Dukes of Calgary in the late game today to fill out my fantasy roster. Doug, what's, uh, what's your roster? Give me a I have Zach Kolaris as my, as my captain. We went heavy on run game. Uh, so Mills with Calgary uh, playing in Saskatchewan because of what we saw him do uh, last week against the Bombers. Uh, and then uh, I got Brady as well. So we're going heavy. Uh, we want to see a lot of ground and pound. Hopefully for us to be successful, we need some action in terms of uh, rush yards. So you and I are both on Kolaris and, and did Shown? Did you say Shown or did I say Shown? I made Shown my captain, yeah. so he's my pick from this game. I, You're I just... waiting for them to, you know, they've done okay, but they, I, I've already brought out the sophomore slump thing with Dalton Shown just in the sense that he's performing well, but he's not at the pace, obviously, that he was doing last year, and him and Zach haven't had that game yet, right, where it's, oh, scramble mode, Dalton touchdown, right? We haven't seen that this year. Interesting. We're yeah. seeing so you're it. On it. We're seeing it tonight. That's my pick to click. <laughs> Dalton Shown. I think that uh, I would be intrigued to see if they regularly line up uh, specific receivers against that one side of the secondary that you're talking about, DT, earlier, where the, the Red Blacks have made some changes. Mm -hmm. um, I could see Dalton Schoen, uh being going crazy tonight. I think he's going to be busy, uh, and I think 
I think uh, Zach's going to put up huge numbers, too. I, that's that's where I'm at. Shown in the game against Sask was 8 for 145 in a score. So he's had he's had a game. And Ted Wyman is going to talk about that. I feel like I'm going to fight both of you for in, in uh, defense of Dalton Shown a little later in the broadcast because he, it's just I'm with you in that it feels different, but he's still through. The numbers the are good, yeah. The numbers are still really good through just five games thus far. But, uh, yeah. But what you, were his numbers through? At this point last year. Oh, no, that was his rookie season. I'll check it during the break. It wouldn't have been much because Ellingson was crushing everything in the league. And it took him a while to get going. Yep. What, right. Once the 81-yarder against Edmonton happened in week seven, it was then the rocket ride to the moon for Dalton Schoen. Uh, send me your fantasy team. I'm curious to see it at DT on OB or on the text line. It's 204-780-6868. Other side of the break, we'll have the coach's comments and how to attack a rookie quarterback. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football live from Ottawa on 680. CJOB. Sounds of the game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Demski, nice catch to the 45. A blue bomber first down. He wants Agadosi, and he's got him at the 40 to the 50. Sacked. Malik Clements did it. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. When you buy a Tim's coffee on Camp Day, 100% of the proceeds will help send youth to a multi-year, life-changing experience. Only on July 19th, buy a Tim's coffee and help change youth's lives. I find I can't do many activities or go certain places because of bladder leakage. Is this just something I have to suffer through? Stop suffering in silence. Body Measure can help. 28 minutes on our BTL Mcella chair is the equivalent of over 11,000 Kegel contractions. Imagine no more waking up multiple times in the night to use the bathroom. Sneeze, laugh, cough, jump, or run with no problem at all. Get your life back. Find out how at bodymeasure.ca. Hi, Gort here, CEO of Coast Appliances. And me and my saving sound effects machine would like to invite you to Coast Appliances' nationwide clearance event. Get up to 80% off clearance, scratch and dent, and open box appliances. These are the lowest prices I've ever seen, with most models selling below cost. For the absolute best prices and savings on top brand name appliances, think Coast Appliances' nationwide clearance event first. Visit our Coast Appliances showroom north on St. James Street, just past Saskatchewan Avenue. Restrictions apply. See store for details. If you are about to go through a divorce, you need to know the alternatives to the traditional adversarial approach. Consider Fairway Divorce Solutions. You pay a flat fee, you don't face legal battles, you negotiate independently, your children are protected from conflict, and you're free to make a fresh start. At Fairway Divorce Solutions, we are offering you a timely, independent, negotiated resolution for a flat fee. From separation, prenuptial, and cohabitation plans. Learn more at fairwaydivorce.com. There was the traditional way, now there is the fairway. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Who's in, who's out, and what should we expect from the Bombers in this game? The man with the answers is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Mike, I'll ask you about your team in a second, but Bob Dice on the other sideline is one of Winnipeg's finest. What's Bob Dice all about at this level? He's been around in the CFL for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been on the offensive side, special teams. He's been a head coach before. I think he is a very competitive uh, person, and I think his team plays that way also and they're certainly not on the field just to compete right they're on the field to win like every other team but they uh they are hard at it on the field for sure did you have any emotions when he got this job i was very happy because i played touch football with him back in the day but uh, did you have any emotions when he finally got a 
a full-time head coaching gig? Well, it's always nice to see guys that have been around. I mean, you know, everybody has a different path. So um, you you take a look at that and you appreciate the, the work he's put in throughout the years. And he's been just that steady force uh, for this club for, for quite some time, right? So. While we're talking about the Red Blacks, Drew Desjardins is their guard. He used to be the guard for the Bombers. What was he to the Bombers? Uh, very tough, strong uh, young man who, you know, was a, was a big physical presence on the inside there. He certainly could push people around and like to finish his blocks. Um, you know, he was certainly enjoyable to, to be around. You know, he had an opportunity down south, and you kind of, you're always hoping that a guy gets a better opportunity. Um, but it's also good for our league that he's back. You know, it's, uh, I owe him a sandwich. I owe him a sandwich. I got to get him a sandwich. As the highest paid offensive lineman, I feel like he should buy you a sandwich. Uh, yeah. Windsor beat Guelph a couple of years ago, and I, first time seeing him since, so I got to get it to him. <laughs> For uh, your squad for this game, uh, Janarian Grant off the roster onto the six-game injured list. Just if you could, Janarian Grant's impact this season, what has it been? Well, so far it's been excellent. I mean, um, yeah, he's going to miss a bit of time, but uh, the reality is you get him back at a certain point in the season and you hope he steps in and, and won't miss a beat, which is generally what Janarian's like uh, in our in our locker room, he's the absolute best returner in the league. Um, bar none, he was last year too. So uh, you saw what he did through the playoffs last year. Um, so he certainly can't replace him. Uh, but there's always, as I said before, there's lots of guys have just gotten opportunities in these sort of situations, and they turn out to be the next one. So we'll see what we got. Just on Grant, he, he gets hurt being tackled by a defensive tackle. I feel like he's the kind of guy who feels like he should win that matchup. His lack of size does not bother him in the least, it well, appears. You see even that game prior to uh, him going out, you saw some of the hits he would take, and he doesn't shy away from anything like that, right? He goes shoulders first into all that contact. He's he just drives through it right and steps on the gas, which is really cool to see. Yeah, it brings Carlton Agadosi back onto the roster after a couple of games off the roster. Uh, what will you expect from Carlton today? Yeah, um, great effort, excellent execution, um, and you know that competitive spirit of, of him trying to win everything he's, that he's out there for. The last couple of games, Willie has been very noticeable. Jackson Jeffcoat being back has been very noticeable. Is there something that's led to that that you, you and the coaches have seen? Just having just, who they are? just having Jackson back. I mean, that's that's who they are. They have the capability to, to take over a game at any moment, right? And um, doesn't always work out that way. Other teams game plan for that. You know, if they're left alone by the offense, they they can certainly uh, wreak havoc. That is the uh, head coach, Mike O'Shea, in advance of the Bombers and Red Blacks. Kickoff uh, about an hour and 30 minutes from now. Don't forget today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on Manitoba. The Red Blacks will throw out a rookie quarterback making his first CFL start. Dustin Crum, 14 of 21 for 149s. No touchdowns, two interceptions this season. Uh, also with eight carries for 98 yards and a touchdown and almost... A game, what was it, winning touchdown uh, the last time out. Doug, you see a rookie quarterback on the other side of the field. 
what are Jeff Coat, Jefferson, Big Hill, Malik Clements, and that whole crew thinking? Well, it's, it largely comes down to your defensive coordinator, right? And uh, they're reactive, right? You, you get a new quarterback in there, and um, especially a guy that's fleet-footed, he's going to take off probably prematurely, right? So you might have uh, some issues initially keeping him in the pocket, but what you want to do, what you want your defensive coordinator uh, to do is to have him think back there, right? Uh, when guys play their best, when quarterbacks uh, get in that rhythm and get in the flow of a game, they're just reacting. They're understanding, they're seeing the picture, and they're responding accordingly. And when you get a, a young quarterback, you want him to freeze. You want him to have to think, okay, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Oh, they didn't show this. I didn't see this on film. It's all about what Richie Hall can put out there defensively, but he hasn't seen that he doesn't understand that he maybe has to pause. And that's when things, you, you get the snowball rolling in that effect, right? So you get your quarterback out there thinking and processing too much, not reacting, not responding to the environment, uh, trying to figure out where he's supposed to go, overthinking things, and just not being authoritative with the football. That's when you can start piling on. That's when the avalanche begins. Well, and Ed, that's something we've seen as we've been watching Bobber games this year. There are often times like I have no idea who's going to kill the quarterback because there's a line of seven or there's a line of eight and somewhere between three and three and eight guys will rush. And I don't know how anyone could possibly know that. Yeah. And then there's times where Willie Jefferson's lining up over a guard, too, instead of on the end. And they're bringing him from the middle. And it's just all over the place. We In Willie uh, Jefferson's media availability yesterday, Derek was in there, too. It was quite interesting when Jeff Hamilton of the Free Press asked uh, Willie about trying to get into crumbs head a little bit and Willie kind of grinned and it's you know we're gonna try to call out his snap count when we get a feel for what it is we're gonna say something to the running back and so he'll go back to the huddle and every every play there's going to be some talking out there because you'd like to think they like to think that they could rattle this guy and and maybe get into his head a little bit and it's all part of not just what you throw at him defensively schematically right it's it's how you can get into his head a little bit too and I think that's what you know, this is where you wish the guys were mic'd up for a game like this, right? Thinking about that and talking to Willie yesterday made me think of a couple of plays from the Montreal game. Uh, Willie comes free off the edge in front of Kolaris and, and swats a pass out of the way. Uh, next time Willie comes free, Kolaris gives him a little... Fajardo. Fajardo, yeah, pardon yeah, me. Fajardo. Yeah. I, I flipped those yeah. two guys from their sass time. Uh, it gives a, little pump, gives a little pump fake and gets around Willie. And then gets free to do his thing. I, I think of that and go, okay, but Fajardo's been in the league for... Right. Eight years, a a first year, a second year quarterback getting his first start with six foot seven Willie Jefferson with eight foot six arms and all the skill in the world at batting down passes. That's a different deal. And get, like you say, Doug, to, to confuse him, to make him think, to, to just keep his brain working correctly, I feel like Willie makes guys' brains work incorrectly at the best of times. Well, and you can also, a guy like Willie Jefferson, you get the quarterback thinking about him as opposed to the execution of the play at hand right and that's an, uh, another way you can win up front is uh your quarterback came being concerned with what you're doing when really he's got a survey go through his progressions understand when the protections in and he just has to count on the other people to handle you so uh the quarterbacks you talk to are the guys you think you can affect and and obviously once quarterbacks become established and or you know franchise quarterbacks in this league a lot of guys don't talk to them anymore because you're just wasting, wasting your breath. time. I, yeah. I remember Ricky Ray. I mean, we could say you could hit him six times in a row as hard as you, you know, and you knew it hurt him, but you just wouldn't even bother 
talking to him, he doesn't he doesn't even know you're there. Like he just looked past you. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even acknowledge that you had just sacked him or dropped him or anything. He was already processing what he was going to do on the next play kind of thing. And they just pay you no mind. When a quarterback pays you no mind, that's when you're like, okay, well, we can't we can't mess with this guy in, in this regard. But, you know, it, it takes time for these guys to be able to ignore the noise being, you know, defensive linemen or whoever chattering at them. And uh, and to just focus in on on the rhythm and the execution of their offensive play calling. Yeah. It's really odd too, and you look at Ottawa's depth chart at quarterback because sitting behind Crum is Nick Arbuckle, and it wasn't that long ago where he was the shining star in this league and the future, you know, QB one somewhere, right? And boy, does it say something about where his career is at right now that. Uh, they're starting this kid over him, and there's a guy that has seen things, even though he's struggled. At least he's seen different coverages, and he knows about Willie Jefferson and what Adam Bigfield can bring and all that stuff, and yet he's not taking the first snap tonight. So that's quite telling to me. Uh, and, and again, of course, the Terrell P- Pigram, the number three guy, is dressing tonight too, the former bomber who, who looks so amazing during training camp. Yeah, I've talked a bunch about there needs to be a kind of a documentary about the butterfly effect of the Simone Lawrence hit on Zach Kolaris in 2019. There needs to be a documentary about the journey of uh, Nick Arbuckle. It's crazy. Next great star leaving Calgary in 2019 goes to Ottawa instead of Matt Nichols for 2020. No season, but 2021, Ottawa says, no, we're taking Matt Nichols. So Arbuckle goes to Toronto and then goes to Edmonton and sits behind everybody, essentially. It gets shoved out of the way in Edmonton, uh, goes back to Ottawa, and it just—he's had his chances. He's—he's he's had his chances. Uh, but if you're in Nick Arbuckle's family, you'd think—is—is is my guy ever going to get a shot? But he was the hottest star rising in 2019, and now uh, can't get on the field right. in Ottawa. It is a very interesting, and there'd be a lot of stories within there. It is 1:47, so we are an hour and 20 minutes away from kickoff. Uh, plenty more still to come. We'll talk about the Ottawa Red Blacks with Tim Baines. We've got the hot takes coming up and a blast from the past. Oh, very excited to uh, have uh, Doug Brown and Ed Tate walk us down memory lane. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. As a Manitoba-based company for 47 years, World of Water always wants to give back to the community that supports us. It's a privilege to announce World of Water is partnering with Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation to support pediatric cancer research. More than 6,000 Manitobans receive a cancer diagnosis each year. Join World of Water and Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation, and we can work together to stay ahead of this disease. Visit your local World of Water to donate to Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation or go to worldofwater.ca. Pick, pay, and take it away. It's the summer in-stock sale at Ken's Carpets. Save a sensational 30% on seven different styles of in-stock flooring, like Prodigy Plank from Shaw. This waterproof, scratch-proof, plant-based flooring starts at just $3.99 a square foot. 12-millimeter laminate starts at $1.39 a square foot. See all the designer colors, but hurry. At these prices, they won't be in stock long. The summer in-stock sale is on at Ken's Carpets. Flooring Winnipeg since 1965. 730 Archibald. Visit kenscarpets.ca. 
Coster Denture Clinic invites you to step into the future with digital dentures. It's brand new technology that allows Coster Denture Clinic to create your dentures totally digitally. From scanning your mouth for a perfect accuracy to 3D printing dentures to create an exact match to your original teeth. There are so many benefits to digital dentures. If you're looking for better bite, increased comfort, and a great fit, contact Coster Denture Clinic and find out more about digital dentures. Visit CosterDentureClinic.ca. The start. Jackson, Jeff, quote, can you share with us an example where someone made the mistake of saying something to you and you made them pay? People have a talk smack about maybe a play that they thought they knew what was going on. The next play, I'm like, okay, sack. And just look at them. <laughs> Get a sack on them and just look at them. Or I got it from Jamal Western and tell them, oh, that's a minus. Everybody has yeah. a great sheet, so you already know that. <laughs> the start, weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. This is a hell of a play. They put seven on the line. They'll rush four. Mayer gunning high and picked off to Mario. Houston's got it. He airmailed it. Here goes Houston, 45, 50 into Calgary territory intended for Mark and Michelle ended up nowhere near Michelle and it's bomber fall. Jake Mayer's hearing the footsteps there. He throws off his back foot enough pressure up the middle to hurry Jake Mayer and force him into a terrible throw. Dietrich, he definitely helped me out. He 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 was able to cut the receiver off where I just saw the ball thrown and yeah, it was a, it was a high ball and you know we, we work tracking the ball in practice and pregame, and, you know, the coaches just prepared me for that moment. And like I said, when I get my opportunity, it's got to take full advantage of it. Houston with the outstanding interception and nice return, stealing momentum back, giving, propping up this offense and giving them another opportunity. That was a hell of a play. And Tamario Houston tied for the league lead at interceptions now with three, three fumble recoveries as well as he's off to a terrific start this season don't forget today's game brought to you by playnow.com bet on blue we're live in ottawa currently 26 degrees the wind out of the southeast at 12 kilometers an hour the humid x of 32 it is steamy with some rain potentially in the forecast for this one bombers and red blacks i've been around for a year and six six weeks now doug you first joined the bombers in 2001 yeah uh ed tate you first wrote about the bombers uh, Ken Plain was like four years old when he first wrote for the Bombers. Is that right? Uh, 1990 was my first year as a full-time beat guy. I had covered some games before that, but 1990 is what I list as my first time. So as I sit here, I, I have nowhere near the, the depth uh, and, and length of knowledge that you guys do about the Bombers. So I'm always curious to explore it. So we're going to do that in a little blast from the past. I'm going to throw a name at you guys. A, a bomber's name or someone who's incredibly important to the Canadian Football League. And uh, just tell me a story. Tell me a story. Tell me a couple stories. Make me laugh about him. Uh, tell me some stories. So I, I'll throw you a name. Are you guys ready? Let's go. He was the 2011 Most Outstanding Defensive Player. He had seven defensive touchdowns in Winnipeg in six seasons. And he played two seasons for these, uh, well, Ottawa. These, this Ottawa team. Javon... Johnson. Deuces. Blast from the past. Yeah, he was the first defensive back to ever be yes. named uh, the, the CFL most outstanding defensive player. So exactly. uh, he's a guy, uh, a good good teammate, uh, played with a chip on his shoulder, definitely had the, 
would perceive or uh, interpret slights or take offense where maybe there wasn't any there was a great motivating factor for him. A very versatile guy. I could play a number of spots in your secondary, but could also return uh, punts and kicks. So uh, a very good athlete. And of course, one of his uh, greatest accomplishments was being the co-founder of Swaggerville. No, just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> not, it depends who you ask about that, but that was, uh, yeah, uh, started a fledging uh, t-shirt company out of the trunk of his car. I don't know. I'm not sure where that went, but yeah. yeah. Javon was, uh, no, he was a good teammate, a very good player. Uh, did some things that, that uh, you know, guys in secondary haven't before. A very versatile guy. And, uh, yeah, I loved having him as a teammate. Do, do do a couple of guys claim Swaggerville? Do, like, a lot of guys oh, claim Oh, there was a lot of guys, right? There's, there was the mayor. Well, the, there was Odell, Odell. and Javon. Yeah. And, and, and Clint, Kent, and Suber, yeah. I think we're in on that yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, they had a, a, quite a city council, I think, of... On Swaggerville. <laughs> what are your what are your Javon I, well, Johnson memories? A lot of what Doug said. Uh, just a dynamic. I, I I know he was a really good cover guy, but he, we talked about Janarian Grant. He had a lot of Janarian Grant in him, right? He was a dangerous returner, and I you know I remember talking to him many times. He always wanted more work. Like he would be pleading to get snaps on offense because he said he could be dangerous on offense too. So a regular defensive back returns kicks and wanted snaps on offense. And then the other thing that I remember about Javon, and maybe this isn't fair, but it did not end well in Winnipeg. And he, you talk about how he was, you know, the perceived slights. Uh, it seemed like any time uh, a microphone was stuck in his face after that, uh, he took his shots at the Bombers for the way it ended. And uh, that's too bad because uh, he was such a great player and he did a lot of good things. Because he should be in the Blue Bomber Hall of Fame. He's not, is he? No, he's not. Um, and I, you know, I'm on that committee and his name has come up, but, um, the ending of his days in Winnipeg and what he said about the club is, comes up in those meetings because, uh, it wasn't, uh, look, I'm, we're trying to go down memory lane. And was I'm, it a disrespect I, thing? Was that he felt disrespected I, by the offer they made him uh, or something? No, um, I, I don't remember this. I, he was 30 at the time. That's, yeah, that's what uh, I can add to he this. He was just, he just seemed mad about everything, Doug, about how it ended, why it ended, uh, you know, how it was handled. Um, and again, it became, for me, almost uncomfortable that, you know, as he went on in his career, he brought it up here in Ottawa. And then even later, he brought it up again when he was in Montreal. Well, like, it, it, you're on to a new chapter Um but At still, what point do you let go, right? Right, and I, I, I'm unfortunate because uh, when he was in Winnipeg, that was a, a, a pretty special period for a guy that uh, was as dominant as anybody. And that year that he was the most outstanding defensive player, that was well-earned. That wasn't just someone going off script and saying, hey, we should pick a DB this year. He was the best defensive player in the league that year. Javon Johnson, our blast from the past. Pass. If you've got any players you'd love to hear these guys uh, reminisce about next week on Thursday's broadcast, hit us up uh, at uh, 204-780-6868, or you can always get me at DT on OB on Twitter. Time now for some hot takes. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why. This is why. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. Cameron Poitras is the co-host of Jets at Noon. He does the morning sports run at OB, and he delivers the hot takes. Cameron, welcome back, sir. Hey, guys, happy to be back for another set of hot takes. We'll kick things off. Uh, let's be honest with ourselves here. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli is out for the rest of the year. 
all the other turmoil, uh, this game should not be close. Uh, the Bombers have to take the Red Blacks very seriously. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but they're nine and a half points favorites at, at last check, and the Blue and Gold should easily have control of this game by the fourth quarter by at least a couple of touchdowns, probably more. Wow. Minimum two touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. Doug Brown. I mean, theoretically, that's how it should play out. It doesn't necessarily uh, go to script like that. But uh, in an ideal situation, if, if the Bombers play their best football, what they're capable of, they could certainly win by two scores. Yeah, the, the point spread is 10. Uh, I think that's a, an accurate number. Um, but 10 also feels like the Bombers taking their foot off the gas, too, a little bit. I, I think this could be... and. Look, it's not, it is disrespect. I don't mean it to be, but uh, if you look at the two depth charts, Winnipeg's better at almost every position, right? At the, every position group. And so to me, it's not too hard to connect the dots to uh, a game that could be a blowout. So yeah. I, I, I think two touchdowns is, is accurate. Ten is the biggest point spread in any CFL game this season. And, Feels right. And Winnipeg is on the road. So factor that in as well. We'll talk about that uh, a little later on. Uh, I, I fully expect the same thing. Uh, Ottawa's defensive numbers have been really good this mm-hmm. season, which gives me a minor bit of pause. But when you saw the offense the, the Bombers put out in weeks one and two, there's no reason to think they couldn't do that again today. Cameron, number two. Red Blacks as a team have thrown a combined 11 interceptions over their first two games compared to a single passing TD. They're going to be in tough, and the Bombers will be likely challenging Ottawa and rookie quarterback Dustin Crum to take shots down the field, particularly if the Red Blacks get down early. Uh, Jeff Coden Jefferson and the rest of the defensive line will, will combine for four or more sacks, and Ottawa will be held to less than 180 yards in the air. Four-plus sacks and less than 180 passing. Ed Tate. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good number. I um 180 seems high when you've got a, a guy making his first start. Um, and he and, had three turnovers last week, right? Right, and yeah. I could see him running again and having a good number uh, rushing total. But I, I, I could see four sacks. I think it's going to come from everywhere. As Doug said in the last segment, you two mentioned it too, DT. Richie Hall's going to bring it from all over the field. There's going to be halfback blitzes, corner blitzes, you know, guys from all over the field. And so I think the four-sack thing is, is, is really achievable. And the 180... Yeah, that sounds about right. I like that hot take. Doug yeah, Brown? Yeah, last week, I disagreed with all the hot and It looks like we're on the, the track to agree with all of them. Uh, in my mind, if I'm a coach, hey, I got a, a young quarterback out here. How do I limit his exposure? Well, you also just got Devontae Williams back at running back. And so, yeah, you, you actually want to limit uh, the number of times he is throwing the ball because you saw how many turnovers he had last week and, and limit his exposure in that regard by keying on his ability to run as well as uh, mm-hmm. having a ground game here. So it might be, they might try to keep this uh, a real tight, low scoring game. I don't know if they'll be able to do that, but for the benefit of their own quarterback, they certainly are going to need to be multidimensional. So I could see that passing yardage being under 180 for sure. I'm going to say no to both. I think he gets over 180. Uh, I think Ottawa's going to be down in this game and may have to mm, YOLO a, a couple balls too. to Jalen yep. Acklin. And the way they handled Tyree Adams' first start was a lot of very short, controlled pass. It's second and ten. Let's throw it one yard downfield. Mm. Get a completion. Get him some confidence. Edmonton had only one sack in Tyree Adams' start, so I'm saying they can't get the four because Ottawa's offense just will not allow it to be with the plays that they call. Cam, what do you got? Okay, number three. Uh, the Ottawa defense has 
held strong, uh, playing with short fields, allowing only 73 points in four games. That's pretty good, uh, but they've given up a lot of yards. And while the Bombers are averaging 350 yards of offense, Zach Caleros will have 300-plus yards passing tonight and 100 yards on the ground from Brady Oliveira. 300 and 100 sounds like a winning recipe. Yeah, I'm going with that because I got both those guys in my uh, in my fantasy. So <laughs> uh, that's you like certainly fantasy. what I want to happen. Uh, my captain points. And Zach Caleros, uh, it's been a while. We haven't seen uh, a 300-yard game for a couple weeks. One time this season against yeah. Hamilton in week one. Yeah, I, I, I'm with them. There's, there are injuries all over this, this Ottawa defense. Uh, we need Dalton Schoen to bust free for our fantasy love. Drew Altars, he's going to get his. Dembski on the corner route, or he's going to sit in a curl that he then takes for 50 more yards. 300 for Zach. 100 for Brady. Yeah, I'm yes. going to say they'll be up enough in the fourth quarter that 100 for Brady comes through. Uh, I'll go for 100 for Brady. I don't know about Zach to 300. Here's why. If this game unfolds as we think it might, and again, I know it's the CFL and anything can happen and all that stuff, uh, I could see the benches being emptied in this game too late in the fourth quarter. And so, you know, you're going to see Drew, Drew, Brown. Drew Brown get some work too. Uh, and then maybe the same thing happens for Johnny Augustine. So I, like, I'm setting myself up there uh, for for uh, a lot of people coming at me for saying this, but uh, look, um, this game has that kind of feel, right? It, the, the point spread is the point spread. Uh, the lineups are the lineups. So I, I think that this one could be, we could see uh, some guys getting extra reps in, in the fourth quarter and that affects the 300-100. Yeah, it's it's a bold prediction, right? Because if you were to wager on it, Kolaris is 255.5 and, and Oliveira is 74.5. So 300 and 100 are no small feat. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Cam. Uh, Ed's uh, not no. quite there yet for very good reasons. All right, Cam, what's the final one? My final one, and this is nothing about the game. This is just my frustration coming out. It's about this ridiculous situation around the league stats. How is this still going on where I can't find box scores or touchdown drives during games? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and I don't know when and where. Maybe this new system is going to be absolutely amazing and incredible. And it's going to be worth the wait. But right now, it's really frustrating. When is it going to be fully implemented? Next year? Next week? End of the season? Uh, I think I heard something about it's supposed to be stable by the beginning of July. That hasn't happened. Uh, seems like a failure to me so far, guys. As as uh, as Camp says that, I pulled up Zach Kalaris' season numbers, and for the first time, I can see them on CFL.ca at Tate. Hallelujah. So, They're not broken down week by week, but... Uh, oh, oh, they are. We yeah. have a game log. Wow, this is actually... So it's being built in right now. It's being built in right now. Uh, R- Commissioner Randy Ambrosi said the stats would be good to go at some point in July. They were just using dial-up, right, on, on their modem to download all the... So it takes a while, you know. <laughs> it's uh, well online. Cam, it's it's been very painful for fans and for media attempting to cover the CFL. Going, Is that how many yards Rasheed Bailey has this year? Oh, I have to go back and count them all myself? Uh, Cam, I, I'm absolutely with you. And as the host of Jets at Noon, where you talk a, a fair bit of bombers throughout the uh, summertime, I, I feel your pain, my friend. I absolutely feel your pain. All right, uh, we continue on the pregame show from Ottawa. Tim Baines of the Ottawa Sun joins us next to talk about just all the injury troubles the Red Blacks have had to go through and what kind of challenge they will present this afternoon. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. 
Sounds of the game. Brought to you by PlayNow.com. Dembski, nice catch to the 45. A blue bomber first down. He wants Agadosi, and he's got him at the 40 to the 50. Sacked. Malik Clements did it. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. Hey. Where's Bill Knight? Relax. Winnipeg's favorite flooring store is still around. Visit Bill Knight Flooring in his beautiful new location at 1465 St. James Street for Winnipeg's best selection of carpet, luxury vinyl plank, ceramic, area rugs, and so much more. Plus, you'll also get the amazing service you have known and loved for over 50 years. Time to dress up your floors? Come see Bill Knight's brand new location, 1465 St. James Street. Still the store for your floors. As we slowly age, we stop taking the little things for granted, like getting in and out of the bath without slipping. If a simple thing like stepping over the tub has suddenly become a lot less simple, maybe it's time to consider a tub-to-shower conversion. Bathfitter can remove your bathtub and replace it with a large, safe walk-in shower, a small change for such huge peace of mind. If you or someone you love is ready to make the change, call Bathfitter for a free in-home consultation. 204-668-1016. Bathfitter. It just fits. We like to think that we are unbreakable, but you may be more fragile than you think. Do you want to know if you have osteoporosis before suffering a fracture? Then contact Bone Scan Winnipeg for your density scan. They're the only place in Manitoba to use Echolite ultrasound technology that will provide detailed information about your bone health in 15 minutes with zero exposure to radiation. Be proactive to keep doing the activities you love. Visit Bone Scan Winnipeg at bonescan.ca or call 204 255 5775. Don't miss the Gimli International Film Festival, July 26th to 30th in Gimli. Enjoy five days of industry events and workshops with special guests, live QA sessions, and meet filmmakers. Tickets on sale now. Visit GimliFilm.com. See you at the beach. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. A big number for this game is 11. The Ottawa Red Blacks have won 11 of their last 50 regular season games. 11 of 50. 3 and 15 in 2019. 3 and 11 the next year. 4 and 14 last season. And 1 and 3 so far this season. And it really doesn't look like it's going to get any better. As Tim Baines of the Ottawa Sun will tell us, the Red Blacks are on their fourth quarterback of the year, having lost two the season-ending injuries. And those are far from the only injuries that they've been battling. Tim Baines joining us in the booth live here in Ottawa. A little later in the pregame show, the keys to the game brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet, Power Sports, Campers, Boats, Premium Use Vehicles, and more. Visit openroadoutlet.ca. You should read everything Tim writes in the Ottawa Sun. There are very few that cover the league like you, so I'm so happy you could join us. And and you joined us for Marginal Barbecue last night. Um, marginal? It was like dinosaur ribs. <laughs> it was. It, it was. Uh, Covering the Ottawa Red Blacks this season, you have had to write a lot of different names in the in similar positions. I, I just I look at this team and go, I can't believe they're just crushed with so many injuries so far. It's I mean you look around the league, it, it happens, and, and as they say, next man up. Um, I think the kind of the feeling around the room for the first few weeks is, well, Jeremiah will be back maybe next week, and then Jeremiah, well maybe next week he'll be back. They kept putting him on the one game. He was taking first team reps. And then Jeremiah comes back and, 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 a, and a devastating injury because you pin your hopes 
on on a quarterback, um, a guy who's been there and done that, played at a high level, former East MOP, and he goes down. And your next option is a guy who started the season as your number four quarterback. That's what it's come to with the Ottawa Red Blacks. And somehow they have to patch it together with, with some players returning from injury soon. They've got to try and find a way with a four-string quarterback, now number one, yeah. to go out in the field and perform well against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What can you tell us about Dustin Crum? Because most of us have only seen the snaps from last week's game. He's a guy, He well, he had 91 yards rushing last week. Um, he's a guy with some mobility, and, and it's a, I don't know that he's the fastest quarterback in the league, but he's elusive. Uh, I, I mean, it's just, if, if it's not the speed, there's a quickness there. And I think he brings that that mobility. What he doesn't have is the CFL, the professional experience. And I'm sure that's something the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense is, is having a, is taking a close look at. When I saw the work that G, uh, Red Blacks GM Sean Burke did in the offseason, I was, I was fairly excited. I thought, this is a team that will, in my mind, they were going to host a, a playoff game in the East. Javon Santos Knox is is a is a playmaker at middle linebacker. Money Hunter returning at that boundary corner, fantastic. I think he's one of the best cover guys in the league. Getting Carriel Brooks from Hamilton to play next to him, I thought, oh my God, that duo is just going to shut it down, and whoever is at safety is going to be fantastic. Shaq Evans, okay, another receiving option. And as I look, I don't think uh, did Brooks even play a game. I don't think any of those guys have played yet. It's Carriel was in there, uh, and, and most of the guys you mentioned, that's the reason for optimism, was the reason for optimism and hope, is you've got Braylon Addison not far off. You've got Shaq Evans ending his sixth game and probably coming off to play right after that. You've got Jovan Santos-Knox, who was close, to, could have played, possibly played this week, just not quite ready. So they've got some of their key, def- they've, and they've actually hung in there defensively, despite the loss of Money Hunter for, uh, for several more weeks. Uh, Brooks, Santos, Knox. The defense is hung in there and played pretty well. The offense, Shaq Evans, Braylon Addison coming back. Can they do it with a number four quarterback? I, I guess we'll find out. We'll get a better feel today where they stand with a guy who wasn't even in the picture a month ago. What is, as we talked to Tim Baines, what is Nick Arbuckle's deal? Is he not in the picture right now? Is he what? What's happening? Because we were just documenting... From where he was in 2019 to today has been a long, long traveled road. Well, to think about the Ottawa Red Blacks pay him a half a million dollar contract, they they thought enough of him at the time that he was going to be the guy. And I think the belief is that ship has sailed. Um, they've gone the Nick Arbelco route. Uh, game one, very winnable game. Three interceptions thrown into double, triple coverage. Um, game two, winnable game again. And it, it just wasn't there. And I think they would. It, it, it speaks volumes that they'd rather go with an unproven guy who's never started a game in the CFL over Nick Arbuckle, who has started games in the CFL and, and a significant number of them. Doug, that's a that's a enormous decision. It just says there's more the, the unknown of the upside, right? With, with uh, apparently they think they know what they're going to get with, with Nick in terms of the, the best he can do and the worst he can do, and and with the this uh, new quarterback Dustin Crum. Uh, that's the only thing that they're, uh, you know, he's out there now because they don't know what his upside is, right? And, and they think they've, that's established with Arbuckle. So that's, uh, that's quite an indictment. I think it was, it was a patchwork thing. The, the feeling was, let Nick go in for the first couple, first couple of games. Jeremiah will be ready. 
Uh, all we want him to do is manage the games. Just don't make mistakes. Throw the ball, throw that six, seven-yard pass. Let Try and establish a running game and manage. Keep the game close, and maybe we can win. But we're to the point now where it's not it's not patchwork. They're, they're trying to find a solution that may have to get them through the next several weeks, possibly till the end of the season. And, and they've determined that Nick is not that guy. To lose two quarterbacks to season-ending injuries is just the the height of unfortunate and and i feel for i'm curious to get your take on uh winnipeg's finest bob dice now the head coach here he's been with the red blacks for some time but uh tell us how bob is faring as the head man um well he's a longtime special teams coordinator here it's one of those guys you root for you want you want him to get not to be an interim head coach you want him to be a head coach the players absolutely love him and it's not because it's not because of all the the pats. It's tough love from Bob. Uh, you can see him on the field every now and then, uh, shouting at his players. But it, but it, it's it's a tough love. He wants them to get better. He wants his team to be good. And there's a, there's really an appreciation for the players. And I don't know whether as a head coach, you you have to be loved by your players. But I think you have to be respected. And certainly there's that level of respect. It, they, now they're one and three, so. Uh, love and respect only go so far. You've got to produce r- results on the football field. It's going to be tough, uh, again, with a guy who was a four-string quarterback not long ago. Yeah, um, I, I kind of don't even know where to where to go with the, with the Red Blacks. There's just so many injury problems. Uh, the offensive line, does the offense with Drew Desjardins for 260K plus some returning guys and Cyril Hogan-Sandal moving up, is, has that been... Okay, I'm I'm trying for something. I'm trying for something. <laughs> Jalen Acklin can still run. Like, well, I, I think that the offensive line is a positive. They need to they need to uh, they they poured a lot of money into. It. They talk about being physical at the front as being the keys to them are being very physical, offensive and defensive line. And you probably point to a lot of teams. It's probably a lot of you, of course you want to be physical up front, but the Ottawa Red Blacks, especially now, are going to really have to count on them to establish that running game. They've got to. You, you can't have your, your guy with who's never started in the CFL dropping back every play and looking to pass. You need to get, whether it's him running quarterback draws or what, you need to get him involved with his legs, but you need to get that running game. And, and we'll see fairly early on uh, whether they can establish that against a very, very tough defense. It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about 20 and 30 and 40-point wins and, and whatever. It's just... I hope it's better than that because this, is, this I always love coming to Ottawa for, for football games. And last year, these two games were very tight, right? Like this was the Jeremiah Masoli playing and throwing for 700-something yards in the first two matchups. And, ooh, Ottawa might fulfill this. And then Garrett Marino ruined everything for all of time. Ruined it. And I, I think if you look at those games last year, I think Ottawa was definitely the better team in game one and should have won game one. You could make an argument Winnipeg was still the better team, but the game was back and forth. The, the game two, um, Ottawa could have won as well. They could have been 2-0. Uh, yep. and, you know, and, and Jeremiah goes down in their 0-4, and, and, and it was a disastrous season. I think one of the things, they've been so bad at home. I mean, you're not winning many games on the road either, but they're not. it's not Elkian, but they were... <laughs> They were, is that a word, Elkian? It, it is now. Yeah. We all know what you mean by that. They, so, yes, it is. But going into last, when they beat the Elks, ironically enough, going into the last game uh, here, they they had lost 24 of 26 games, which is, was maybe it's not quite Elkian, but it's not far off. 
And it's important for them, and somehow, some way, they've got to be a productive football team. And if you're going to win some games, win them at home. Because this stadium, which the first couple of years was sold out every game more, 25, between 25 and 26,000 people, they're announcing attendances now of, of 17, 18,000 people. Um, and, and, and when you look out there, and I, and I know a lot of the younger crowd especially hangs out in the concourse, but the state, the, there's a lot of empty seats. Yeah. And, and the bottom line is you can put on all the in-game entertainment you want, but you got to win football games. So somehow, against all odds, with whatever cards they've been dealt, the Ottawa Red Blacks have to figure out a way to win football games. They can't go through a, a fourth straight season of, of just mediocrity. This would be a hell of a victory tonight oh. for Ottawa fans if they could pull it off. Uh, you should absolutely read everything Tim Baines does in the, on the uh, Canadian Football League in the Ottawa Sun. Thank you, man. Uh, Thanks, guys. You know, I, you know I love you. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Better barbecue next time we're in <laughs> Ottawa or better better place to go. Uh, he, Tim Baines, nice enough to join us in the pregame show. Other side of the break, Ted Wyman has some thoughts on the uh, on uh, Dalton Schoen season, and I feel like I'm battling uphill against the thought that Dalton Schoen not really performing this year. We will discuss as we continue in Ottawa. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. I'm Skylar Peters. Coming up on the film room, the first ever meeting between these two teams happened a little over nine years ago. A barn burner at IG Field at the beginning of a cherished era for Winnipeg sports fans. Come relive it with us. That's ahead on the Bombers pregame show. Every day is a good day when you're with Girl Guides of Canada. Experience all the excitement, fun, and growth that comes with being a Girl Guide. Girl Guides provides girls and young women ages 5 to 17 the confidence and skills to lead and inspire change in their own lives as well as in their communities. Registration is now open at girlguides.ca. Begin her journey of empowerment today. Girl Guides of Canada, a better world by girls. Hi, Chris Denchuk here from Winnipeg Custom Countertops. Countertops have come a long way since Grandma's Kitchen. We offer the newest laminate patterns, artistically influenced and derived from Mother Nature's perfection. Our team of professionals will help you reach your renovation goals with our measure, design, and install services. Plus, at Winnipeg Custom Countertops, we have programs to serve renovators, contractors, and property managers. But most importantly, you. Come see us today at 443 Tureen Street or visit us online at winnipegcustom.com. In today's business world, hiring and retaining staff is a challenge. But Chambers Plan Employee Benefits gives you an edge. A solid benefits plan can be the deciding factor for job seekers. 30,000 Canadian businesses agree Chambers Plan gives you the flexibility to offer comprehensive benefits with affordable, stable premiums. See how Chambers Plan can benefit your business at buychambers.ca. That's B-U-Y chambers.ca. Bill Knight Flooring and Carpets has spent 53 years providing the very best selection of flooring products. And now that same selection is available in a fresh new showroom. Come see the new showroom and find all your favorites in carpets, rugs, tile, vinyl, and hardwood. Get the same excellent service you've experienced since the 70s. Now with a fresh new look to serve you even better. Bill Knight Flooring and Carpets. Still the store for your floor. Now located at 1465 St. James Street. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 
A big number for this game is 9.5. The Bombers are a 9.5 point favorite today, minus 9.5 as the gamblers would call it. It's the biggest favorite any team has been this season, and the biggest favorite a road team has been since week 14 of last year. The Bombers 4-1, Ottawa starting a rookie quarterback, and with all of their injury troubles, it feels deserved that the Bombers come into this game a massive favorite. We are 46 minutes away from kickoff here at TD Place in Ottawa. The Bombers in their white jerseys and gold pants going through their stretches and sprints and warm-ups, getting ready for the all-black Ottawa Red Blacks in this one. The pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at-home projects with Olympic Building Center. Let's welcome in for the Winnipeg Sun, Ted Wyman. Before I get started on today's sermon entitled, What Ted Did... He is Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, joins us in every pregame show. You should read everything that he writes as he covers the Bombers all season long. Uh, you threw a little Dalton Schoen at me last night, and I was kind of taken aback. Like, really? <laughs> That's Give me your Dalton Schoen impression through five games, and we'll talk this out. because Yeah, run uh, a route right here. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Show okay, okay, okay now. Doug, Doug said something similar early in the in the pregame show, so that you're not the only one on this. All I'm saying is I, I don't believe I said that Dalton Schoen isn't having a good season. What I do think is that he could be having a better season. And I, I think the stats back, back it up. Hey, I found these stats, by the way, guys. I had to dig deep, but I got them. There you go. Um, Long math. So he's got 23 receptions on 42 Attempts. Yeah. 55%. That's just not what you expect from a guy like that. He, you know, his numbers were far higher than that. Nick Dembski has 19 catches on 22 <laughs> passes. So, you know, that's more what you expect. They're not connecting. I don't think Caleros and Schoen have been connecting as well as you'd like to see. I don't think the passing game has really been all that, you know, spectacular or dangerous the last few weeks. And I think that's a big part of it. They're trying to hit the long ball with uh, Dalton Schoen, but it just hasn't been connecting. I think one last week went off his hands. I think he might have been able to catch that one. That was one. a drop, yeah. And, and so, you know, that's all I'm saying. It's just if, if that connection were working better, I think you'd be seeing a lot more proficient Winnipeg offense. Last year, Schoen, uh, 76 catches, playoffs included, on 117 targets. So his catch rate there was significantly higher by 65%. So being in the 50s is tough. Uh, what have you seen, Doug? There was the drop last week. Kolaros has missed him on a couple of those deep balls. <laughs> yeah, either Schoen isn't as fast as he was last year or Zach Claris can't throw the ball as far or, 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 or is actually throwing the ball too far or he's not as accurate. I'm not sure. So it's, uh, yeah, they had an uncanny uh, chemistry last year uh, out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, anytime a play would break down and, and uh, Zach Claris would have to extend a play, it was, uh, you could just tell he was going to Schoen and it was automatic. And they just haven't clicked to that degree. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, the, the rhythm, the, the complexity, uh, very intricate uh, detail is required in the passing game. And, and you have one iota, one difference there, and it, it just doesn't work. And like you say, I, I think he's a very good player. I still think he's having a good season, just not to the level that he had last year in his breakout year. And they call it a sophomore slump for a reason. Oh, like come on. It's early. We're, here we are at the one-third mark of the of the CFL season, pay how this goes on. And, and sometimes players, and they have a breakout, especially as, as rookie players, 
No, he's not. He's not surprising anybody anymore. Defenses are now. Hey, he's one of the guys we really have to key on. Take away. You're getting our best coverage guy in 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 man coverage. You know, it's it's him or Dembski in terms of what you want to do in terms of uh, you know limiting the bombers uh, offensively. Those are one of the targets uh, weapons you want to take away. Last year, through the first five games, 333 yards receiving. This year, through the first five games, 365 yards receiving, which is not disproving either of your takes, but uh, he's third in the league in receiving coming into this week, which is either you guys are nuts or we just had real high expectations based on how incredible he was. There's another stat I'll throw out in a moment, but we had real high expectations of... Uh, just imagine what it could be if they connected on all those plays this yeah. year that they've missed. He'd be over 500 yards. Yeah, like he He'd would be, be the number yeah. one receiver. He'd be in the, the league. runaway guy. Yeah. That's what we're. It's the things we've seen not happen. The, the the times you just didn't see them not have those connections last year. You have to wonder what kind of a difference it would make if Kenny Lawler were in the lineup. I mean, you're talking about how they're trying to take away that option to Dalton Schoen. Well, you know, if Lawler's out there too, uh, that's a pretty dangerous player as well. And you know, the the other thing is I'm trying to visualize it, but I don't remember very many of those scramble plays this year. The ones from that's what we remember the most was from last year, and it was his ability to get open for Zach Caleros that made that combination work so well. Obviously, Caleros doing a great job to extend the play and, and throwing on the run and all those kinds of things. But, you know, you need a guy on the other end that is getting open, and, and Schoen was definitely doing that. I'm not saying he's not going to. And, I mean, I was before you said that about being third in the league, I thought there's probably some people screaming at the radio right now going, come on, I mean, what do you expect from the guy? Well, I think Doug and I agree that there's just a... He said the bar real just, high. It's a high bar, and he hasn't quite reached it. Uh, the number I wanted to pull out was the scrambling stuff. Last year, quarterback out of the pocket, under pressure, Dalton Schoen had as many receiving yards as any three receivers from a non-bomber team. The next three best receivers that weren't Drew Wolitarski didn't have as many yards, quarterback under pressure, out of the pocket, as Dalton Schoen did. And you, you, those plays come to mind immediately. This season, quarterback out of the pocket, under pressure, one catch on two targets for 18 yards. That part, to your point, has dropped off dramatically. There's no 70-yarder against the Elks. There's no 50-yarder against Calgary. There's there's not been any of that. But yeah, as if you if you're at home saying yeah, but uh, 338 through five games is pretty good. Agreed. That's still on pace for a ton of yards. But uh, we we do expect a ton from Dalton Schoen. And yeah, the catch rate being that low without his his uh, average pass being super duper far downfield is is something to. Uh, to uh, think about one thing, DT, that he that you, he does really well and is still doing this year. He gets a lot of first downs for this team. He's a big ten. second down receive rece- reception guy. Yeah, for sure. ten, uh, which if I'm not mistaken, is probably got to be the league lead. All right, uh, what is Janarian Grant's injury due to them today? What are, what, oh. are, what are we feeling on Janarian Grant's injury? About 40 minutes away from kickoff. You know, they spent a lot of time this week, as we saw in in practice, DT. You know, having various different guys out there catching the football for punt returns. I think they're very comfortable with Greg McRae for kickoff returns. He obviously showed what he could do in the field goal return department. Um, you know, and he's electric and he's really fast. So, I mean, that's a guy you you want to have the ball in his hands and they're going to get it to him. Not sure exactly what they do on the punt return part because they do have quite a few guys on this team that can handle the job. But the number one thing has got to be catching that football. I mean... Catching it clean, running up on it and catching it, not letting it bounce. You know, uh, there's a that's a there's an art to that. 
Yeah. And Janarian, you know, the reason he's not in the NFL is because he fumbled a few times down there. Since he came here, he's really learned how to be very good at taking care of the football. And then, of course, he's also explosive. It's a two-piece job, though. And we asked Greg McRae yesterday, what's the most important part? He said, fielding the football. Yeah. And, and that's what they're thinking about right now is to make sure they don't have any, you know, giveaways because of that part of the game. So based on how we all kind of expect this game to go, there's going to be a lot of punts to field for Greg McRae in this case, which, Doug, to me means, okay, you get a limited number of snaps for him on offense. He gets, I haven't counted his snaps this year. Which is too bad. 10 or 12 snaps on offense. Does Carlton Agadosi take the rest of them? Do they go six offensive linemen for the rest of them and try to hammer you that way? That's the thing I'm curious to see from Buck Pierce. But uh, having Greg McRae in my fantasy team, I kind of now feel bad. Because, I mean, Agadosi probably ends this game with more receiving yards because he'll have more snaps would be my wager. That's a trickle-down effect of an, an injury, right, to Janarian Grant is now Greg McRae's got to fill that void probably by committee, but it's going to limit his snaps now, his involvement, which is too bad on offense, but he's started to come into his own now. And really, I mean, the progression this guy's made here in, what, his third year with the football team, only only second well, let's put it this way, the the progression through those seasons, um, you know, he went from a guy I was not impressed at all with to now I think he could potentially be one of the most dynamic, athletic, uh, threatening offensive weapons for, for the Winnipeg Blue Bucks. Like, it's, it's uncanny how it's taken time and, and how he's just blossomed, right? He went from a guy I was like, yeah, I don't really see the appeal. Of, of him being involved in the game as, as a scat back. And, and now he's becoming uh, critical as a, as a, you know, a, a very big part of their weaponry. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate that he's going to be taken out of that because he's got to, uh, he's got to address the, the holes they have in, in the return game now. I, I just want to give McCray the 68-yard touchdown last week. When I went back and I was charting the game, I thought it was just genius from Buck Pierce. The play before, yeah. they throw the hitch to the wide side of the field. I think it was to Bailey. You get a couple of yards. The very next play, they set up the hitch to the wide side of the field. Kolaris, Double move. Kolaris gives it the most, like a, a 20% pump fake. It was not. It was apathetic pump fake. But it, Brandon Dozier takes one wrong he step on it. <laughs> as McCray is zipping by him. And you go, it's over. And the margin... And, I don't know if you're the same, Ted, but just when, I, when I'm reminded of it sometimes in pro football, if you take one step the wrong way, you're dead. And it just how these, how these guys have to be so exact in what they do because oh, there's no chance you're catching up with Greg McRae at that no. point if you're Dozier. And it was brilliant. You know, it was a brilliantly designed play and, and a great job of using a weapon like that, you know, in McRae because he is so fast. But also when you think about it, guys, their offense was doing nothing up until that point. Like, that was literally the moment that they finally broke out after kind of getting pushed around by Calgary for a while. So an interesting, you know, having that kind of game breaker, that's a big difference for this team. It's funny how you say about one wrong step. I mean, that's the, that's the nature of professional football. Even on the defensive line, if you step left and the play's going right, you're Walt. You're about all the offensive linemen who's he's making his first step away from you. You're you're stepping the wrong way. You're already sealed off from that play. They can already run without you being able to make a, a tackle on that play. So it's the same every you know it, at this level the margins are so small that it's that razor thin edge of 
one, uh, I had a coach that called them false steps, right? Because they're not true to what your eyes are telling you and you're stepping incorrectly and then you're, you're playing catch up and, and it's all over. It, it's unbelievable how you can break it down to your footwork and or, you know, a read you make. And, and one error, we're talking about putting your foot in the ground two or three inches, you know, off your get off. And, and the play's over for you. Well, and as I watch back that game, remember the, the opening run play of the game for Calgary was that 33-yarder they hit with Dedrick Mills. And I watched that play, and Big Hill flows to his gap, and Malik Clements flows. To, his gap should be on the left of this double team, but he just kind of runs with it to the right-hand side and overruns it. And all of a sudden, through the gap he's supposed to be in is a 33-yard run play. And you go, oh, yeah, just you're two, you're two feet wrong. You're two feet wrong, literally, and they absolutely gas you. All right, uh, we got about uh, two minutes left, uh, Ted. Jamarcus Hardrick last week got jacked up a couple times by James Vodders and reminded us that the offensive line has not been what we're kind of used to that no. I, I think we need to discuss. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it, well, you know, we bring up pro football focus. I don't know. they That, that stat service that the league uses, the evaluation service, has actually graded the Bombers' offensive line out pretty well in three of the five games, but in the two, and they weren't that good, and that would be last week and the game against BC. They they were getting beat, and it's Jamarcus Hardrick and Stanley Bryant getting beat. Like we're just not used to seeing that. So, um, it well, you know, it's got to stop. Like the, the Bombers have been incredibly lucky to not have any quarterback injuries for quite some time. But if uh, Zach Claros is getting hit the way he has been getting hit, and it's not just that he's you know, getting sacked, but he's getting knocked down and he's on the run a lot. You know, it's you're just playing with fire. I, Doug, as I've seen this offensive line over the last couple of years, I don't think any of the three interior guys are elite, but I've always thought the two tackles are elite. And you were marveling in the BC game of Matthew Betts speed rushing Stanley Bryant inside, and James Vodders just ran right through Jamarcus Hardrick's sternum last week. And I, I, it, my, it takes my mind time to process it because I just haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, it used to be you, you don't worry about isolation plays, one-on-ones with those guys because they would handle it. And even when they would get beat, it was a contested process. What we weren't used to seeing was these guys getting beat clean, meaning one move and completely out of position, unabated to the quarterback, right? Like not even in the way, not even slowing down guys. Three-man rush, I mean – that's a stat I would like to look at year over year with this football team in terms of teams getting pressure or getting home uh, on three-man rushes against five, which is uh, uh, that used to be the recipe for uh, the, the paint peeling off the walls during a game, after a game, halftime, whatever. If that happens to your offensive line, that's when the offensive line coach would really take it personally and say it's an issue. I'll tell you one way to address an aging offensive line, though, uh, especially these guys is uh, is running the ball, so that that's a way you can you can gloss over it. You can uh, adapt if you're if you're threatening on the ground. It makes the defense hesitate, so they're not putting their ears back. They're not getting off the ball as quickly if you are uh, successfully running the ball on the ground. So, uh, I think that's the strength of this game. And I think when you do get older. I think your pass pro is is what suffers first and foremost as opposed to your ability to be physical on the ground game. 
Uh, say 30 seconds worth of things, and I can pull up the three-man rush stat for, <laughs> for Doug Brown there. Well, uh, sure. I, I don't even know if I want to talk about the offensive line anymore, though, because I actually I, I did a story today or this week on Dietrich Nichols, the yes. Bombers halfback, and I, I just I thought it was really interesting talking to guys about how impressed everyone is with him on the team, other teams. The, and 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 Mike O'Shea even said, and it was joking. He would say, "He's like, well, don't. I don't want to talk about him. I don't. I don't want the secret to be out because that. The fact is, you don't hear Dietrich Nichols' name very often, and there's a reason for that. It's because they don't throw his way very often. You know, he probably wouldn't mind getting a few more targets, but uh, right now the offenses are looking at other directions. To your to your point, Demary Houston was our hell of a play this week. The first thing out of his mouth was Dietrich cuts that guy off. And that makes the interception happen. So yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. He's got under 10 tackles and, yeah, one pass knockdown, which sometimes numbers for cornerbacks and defensive backs are elite when there are not big numbers. Uh, Doug, three-man rushes. Uh, last season on three-man rushes, and I can't tell you how many blockers. I'd have to dig in deeper. They allowed pressure on under 5% of the snaps where they faced a three-man rush. Small sample size. This year it's 29%. One in, almost one in three. Right? Almost one in three. A very small sample size for that, but it is significantly higher than the 5% it would have been last season. So that is something we will absolutely be watching tonight because Lorenzo Malding is the reigning most outstanding defensive player. He's got three sacks. Bryce Carter has two. They blitz their dime quite a bit. Michael Wakefield has two sacks from the interior uh, test for the defensive line or the offensive line once again. Ted, thank you, brother. Finally got enough time with you. Uh, oh, it's fantastic to be here. Love to be on the road. And I just want to say, DT, maybe you should be doing the stats for the league because, uh, you know, you've, you've got some pretty good ones to pull Side up gig. when it, we need them. It took me 30 extra seconds this time, so I feel bad about how long that took. But uh, I appreciate it. We, we have game logs now. We, well, we had Zach Kolaris' game logs, so maybe it's all getting a little better. We're 29 minutes away from kickoff here in Ottawa. It is the Bombers and Ottawa Red Blacks. We will continue in the pregame show. Uh, we'll talk about Winnipeg, now a 10-point favorite. Doug will give us his keys to the game. We'll do the injury report and so much more when we return. Princess Auto Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. You can now get your local news from 680 CJOB instantly on Amazon Alexa. Just add CJOB to your flash briefings on any Alexa device and say, Alexa, play me the news. It's that easy. Sounds of the game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Demski, nice catch to the 45. The Blue Bomber first down. He wants Agadosi, and he's got him at the 40 to the 50. Sacked. Malik Clements did it. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. Hey, I'm Adam Big Hill, and if your vehicle's been the victim of some unnecessary roughness, take it to my friends at Vernas Auto Body. Johnny and his special teams are ready to tackle collision repair, glass repair and replacement, suspension work, oil changes, front-end work, and more. Trust me, no one knows big hits better than me and the winning team at Vernas Auto Body. Family-owned and operated, top of the waterfront. You're part of the family at Vernas Auto Body. Call 982-4540. Johnson, what's the matter with you? That was an easy five-yard catch. Sorry, coach. I'm just tired. Tired? Come on, get some sleep, will you? Oh, I tried, but I forgot my CPAP this trip. Do you or a team member suffer from sleep apnea? CPAP Machines Canada can help. They are Canada's leading online provider of CPAP equipment and supplies. Their prices will not be beat, and their expertly trained sleep clinicians are available to answer your questions. Visit CPAPMachinesCanada.ca. When it's time to talk about drugs with your teen, do you need support? 
you have questions and wish you had more information. The Parent Support Hub at Drug Free Kids is there to help you with everything related to teen substance use. The Parent Support Hub is also a virtual safe space where parents receive advice and support. This free 24-7 service allows parents to chat online and even speak directly to a mental health counselor. For more details and support with your teen, Drug-Free Kids Canada. Bomber fans, we are 30 minutes away from kickoff on the radio home of the Bombers, 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. As some Blue Bomber fans file into TD Play Stadium here in Ottawa, we are getting set for the Bombers and Red Blacks. Maybe the easiest two-game stretch of the Bombers' season as they face the Ottawa Red Blacks and then the winless Edmonton Elks coming on Thursday. It's a guarantee of nothing but a chance for some fireworks here today in Ottawa. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown with you live from TD Place. Today's game brought to you by playnow.com. Bet on Manitoba. We were talking to Tim Baines 15 minutes ago with the Ottawa Sun about all the injury problems the Red Blacks are having. Let's do the Bombers injury report for Dr. J's new men's sexual health clinic. Need to perform better in the bedroom? See the top-rated doctor on Google. Visit drj at buenafeclinic.com. The Bombers, they're getting healthier. Fullback Connor Burtonshaw, defensive back Jamal Parker, defensive back Winston Rose, and linebacker Kyrie Wilson all returned to practice this week. They're all still on the six-game injured list, but you can practice after five games. They're all back to practice. Parker was limited in practice this week, but there is the potential for Kyrie Wilson to return to the starting lineup coming real soon. They could get a fullback back onto the roster with Burton Shaw and a guy they like on special teams, so that is great news. The bad news is Janarian Grant goes on to the six-game injured list to join Tiedrick Hansen, Desmond Lawrence, uh, and Mike Miller, and the gang. And that will be the big impact for this one as now Greg McRae ends up more in the uh, return game. Whenever, uh, Doug, whenever we bring up Kyrie Wilson to Coach O'Shea, he talks about the best weak side linebacker in the league and a guy who absolutely destroys uh, screen play, screen passes and things like that. When he is back from his Achilles injury, which is, seems to be coming soon. It seems like he's... You know, I almost forgot what he brought to the table as a player because we have not seen him in action for so long. But he's he's, he's dynamic. He's aggressive. Uh, his football IQ is off the charts. And as a defensive player, there, there's very few things he can't do. Uh, he's a very sure tackler. I think that's an underrated aspect of his game out there is uh, how solid he is at tackling guys in space and diagnosing a play and being aggressive, the, the tip of the spear, so to speak, in terms of your rallying point for a defense. Uh, Kyrie Wilson is all that and, and then some. He's been out since week four of last season when he tore his Achilles in Toronto. It's about a year to get back from the Achilles and at a year, and it'll be two weeks next week if he's able to play. He'll be right on track. That's the injury report. It's for Dr. J's new men's sexual health clinic. Need to perform better in the bedroom? See the top-rated doctor on Google. Visit Dr. J at BuenafeClinic.com. About 24 minutes to go before kickoff. Still the the, the film room with Skylar Peters uh, to come. Time to dive into our uh, little gambling look at today's game as Winnipeg is a 10-point favorite in this game. Being a 10-point favorite on the road does not happen very often, but... Doug, as you look at this game, it feels like Winnipeg deserves to be a big favorite in this game. 
Yeah, you, you got a quarterback starting his first ever game. Um, you know, a, a guy that was four string at the start of the season, limited exposure, limited reps, limited understanding of, of the offense, uh, limited continuity with the players, the offensive weaponry that he has around him. And then the number of other injuries Ottawa has and, and then the fact, I mean, you cannot underestimate the impact that losing Jeremiah Mazzoli lose. I mean, that's what they were holding on for. Oh, if we just get Jeremiah back, how does that deflate a team? How does that affect a team? I mean, so much of this is the vibe in the locker room, uh, your emotional health as a football team, whether you're, you're, you're confident and you're going up and they, that was their salvation that just went down in flames uh, a week ago. So now, you know, what's their plan B? What is their outlook on this season, right? Like, that was always the guy. Oh, once wait, wait till we get Mazzoli back. Well, now he's gone. And he may never even play again. How does this team, you know, that's why that point spread is there, even though it's on the road. It's because, you know, tremendous uh, amount of pressure on Bobby Dice to redirect the course of this football team because I don't know where they're going right now. Well, they're, at the beginning of the season, they would have thought, well, our plan B is Nick Arbuckle. Nick Arbuckle's in the wilderness somewhere. Our plan C and D, it's it's rough going. Uh, Winnipeg's total for this game, 27. Ottawa, 17. If Ottawa gets the 17, I'm going to be a little bit surprised. Uh, receiving and rushing totals, give me the one you think is most likely to go over, the guy who's most likely to hit it. Oliveira listed at 74.5. The receivers, shown 66.5. Dembski, 56.5. Bailey at 33 and a half and Drew Wolitarski at 30 and a half. Who's the most likely over in that spot? I think Dembski will be be over with the 50 something. You 56 said. and a half. Yeah. yeah. Just because, uh, you know, he hasn't had a, a numbers game for a while. And uh, I think uh, the heat out here, this this surface is end up being a little bit of a track meet. And I think uh, I think Nick Dembski sells in those situations. Dembski, uh, two catches for 17 yards last week coming off the birth of his child and not particularly sleeping a lot for the season 19 catches for 241 yards let's do the keys to the game they're brought to you by cg open road outlet power sports campers boats premium used vehicles and more visit openroadoutlet.ca doug brown has his keys to the game every game and we'll revisit them in the post game, what do you got for us? We got crumbs for crumb, right? So you want to make sure the the new quarterback for the Ottawa Red Blacks is uh, pausing because he's seeing things he was not expecting and he does not know what to do about them. So give him some different looks, throw him some variables out there, confuse him, get him to hold on to the football, and your pass rush will take care of the rest of it. Uh, McRae rising to the occasion being a back-to-back difference maker. Now he's going to be thrust into that role as a returner. Can he build off his success being the most prominent player offensively for the Bombers last week? Can he continue to do that and be a consistent threat for this team in successive weeks? And number three, don't allow this to be a trap game. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers have done a fantastic job not playing down to the level of their opponents, um, still coming out firing on all cylinders when there's not the hype of of a... high-level matchup, uh, you know, facing, staring them down. And uh, if they can avoid that and make sure they play their game and, and, and don't 
think this one's going to get mailed in or handed to them, I think those are those would be your three keys for sure. I, I'm going to, I just made a note to myself to try to keep track of how many snaps we see McCray on offense and we see Agadosi on offense and see just how much one guy has to give because to your point, Greg McCray has been a dynamo these last couple of games. The keys of the game is always brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet, power sports, campers, boats, premium used vehicles, and more. Visit openroadoutlet.ca. We'll break uh, the Bombers, future record breaker, and the film room on the other side. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Don't just picture your dream home, actually walk through it at Olympic Homes. Our show home village lets you wander through and see, touch, and experience what your ready-to-move home can be like. With so many customizable options to choose from, actually seeing them will inspire you, as will the new models of homes we're working on. Take a walk through your dream home, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday, Saturdays 9 till 3 in the show home village at Olympic Homes. Pig 911, what's your emergency? When a family member has a heart attack, a quick paramedic response can mean the difference between life and death. With over 40 fire trucks in Winnipeg staffed with licensed firefighter paramedics, Winnipeg has some of the best emergency response times in North America. This increases your chances of survival and provides better patient outcomes. Winnipeg firefighters, responding to your emergency since 1882, a vital part of your paramedic team. Stay there. Help is on the way. If you got pain in your... Do you go to just anybody? Or do you want to take your... To the best? Yeah, you go with the top guy. Like Dr. Jay Buenafe. He is one of the top-rated doctors on RateMD. Approximately 1 in 10 men suffer from a condition called Peyronie's disease. It can cause pain and discomfort. Learn how Dr. Jay Buenafe can help. Book your confidential visit at BuenafeClinic.com. You know at Bill Knight Flooring, you'll find the largest selection of floor coverings, great deals, superior service, and endless area rugs. But what you won't find is Bill Knight in his original location. After 50 years, Bill Knight has moved to 1465 St. James Street. And yes, you will still find the largest selection of floor coverings, great deals, superior service, and endless area rugs, all in a beautiful new location. Bill Knight, still the store for your floor at 1465 St. James Street. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Hey, Bomber fans, I'm Marissa Turton. Did you know last week Mike O'Shea moved into second place in wins as Winnipeg's head coach? With still 13 games remaining in the regular season, O'Shea hit the 86th win mark in last week's victory over Calgary. He's now tied with Cal Murphy and sits behind Bud Grant's 102. This year, O'Shea has already moved past three other coaches on the CFL's all-time list and into 12th place. Next up on that list is Murphy again, who had 99 total wins. O'Shea is currently the CFL's longest-serving head coach after getting the job in December 2013. About 16 minutes away from kickoff here in Ottawa. It is the Bombers and Red Blacks. And you, you can't exactly blow the dust off an old hardcover and dive into decades of history between these two clubs. But Skylar Peters went as far back as he could in this week's episode of The Film Room. And it offers us a chance to better understand how the Blue Bombers look today. I'm Skylar Peters. Welcome into The Film Room. 
It's our deepest dive in the vaults yet, but for this first meeting of the season between the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Ottawa Red Blacks, I felt like going back as far as we possibly could when it comes to clashes between these two franchises. That day was July 3rd, 2014. Eugenie Bouchard had just beaten Simona Halep at the All England Club to advance to the Wimbledon final. Millions of people were playing on the brand new iPhone 6. Drew Willey and Henry Burris were about to do battle at IG Field. Strap in for this one as the Red Blacks took the field for their first regular season game ever, and the Blue Bombers tried to build on a surprising week one win in Toronto. In the first quarter, it was an Ottawa team playing like it had something to prove. And he'll hand it off to Siobhan Walker, and he is in for the touchdown. Burris back to pass, fires left side, and complete down to the Bomber 15-yard line, the 10, the 5, and in for a touchdown is Dobson Collins. The Bombers would find themselves in a 21-7 hole at the end of the first quarter. Lots to cheer about, if you weren't wearing blue and gold at least. But for a bit of a silver lining, rookie running back Nick Grigsby would double down on the team's lone first quarter score when he rushed for another touchdown early in the second. Even though he had half as many yards as his 122 in week one for this, this new guy wearing the headset, the timing couldn't have been better. He was creative. He made, you know, he made guys miss and got to the outside and scored. And it was, uh, they were just the perfect timing. Oh, yeah, that is Mike O'Shea with a clean-shaven look that's almost hard to remember these days. The Bombers would go into half, trailing by just four after a Liam Hyrulahu field goal in the final seconds, and perhaps that offered up a chance for O'Shea and his coordinators to coach up their soldiers. Linebacker Johnny Sears certainly noticed a difference. You know, lack of communication early. You know, kind of the, the excitement got to us, and we wasn't lining up properly, so they got a few few quick ones in and when we, once we calmed down and settled down got to communicating and talked over at the sideline we got it together it was a motivated bombers team that came out of the tunnel to start the second half determined to not let ig field be the site of the first win in red blacks history and it was a defensive stand that may have been the first inclination to fans that things were going to go differently this half red blacks bomber 30 here's the toss to walker right side and he's hit for a loss damon washington Game throw with a big defensive play. Yet the defense would surrender seven points off the foot of Brett Maher, two field goals and a rouge. So with the Bombers suddenly trailing by eight with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Washington took it to himself right, right again. Now the 30, the 35, back inside the 40, the 45, the 50, center field. Damon Washington is gone. No flags on the play. And the Bombers get a kick return touchdown. By DeMond, Washington. The Bombers would fail a two-point conversion, but Grigsby's third touchdown of the game would give them the lead with less than four minutes to go. Another good stop by the defense, but the Bombers facing a big second and long with 143 left. Convert it and seal the game. And he's throwing it long down the right side, and it's caught at the Ottawa 30-yard line, and there's the game-breaker right there. And wouldn't you know it, it's Aaron Kelly who makes the huge grab. With a defensive back draped all over him at the 40, the ball dropped perfectly into Kelly's arms. 29,000 at IG Field collectively exhaled, and the Bombers would soon go on to 2-0. A gutsy, perfectly executed throw from Drew Willey, who injured his throwing hand on a helmet earlier in that quarter. They were pressing uh, Aaron Kelly to the field, and they backed up a little bit, but I, I kind of like you know throwing those seam balls to Aaron and... They kind of shaded to Nick's side, so I went to Aaron, and he made a great play for us. Going for a 45-yard throw and catch with the chance to give the ball back if it fails. Certainly a bold call. The execution, though, was a huge exclamation mark 
just like the head coach drew it up. We run the ball and get stopped, and then we punt, and they get the ball. Henry gets the ball with a minute 50 or whatever it is left on the clock, you know, at the 30 or 40 yard line. What it's uh, that's not a good situation to be in either. Henry Burris wouldn't get his opportunity to lead his new team to victory that night for the first time, but the Blue Bombers certainly knew it wasn't for a lack of trying. Oh, that's a Hall of Famer. So you you know what you get when he come into your stadium. So and he showed it. Early. For the Red Blacks, it would be the first check in a loss column that would feature a lot of them by season's end, finishing with just two wins. That's how many the Bombers possessed after the final whistle on this night. And the team and the city felt like it was a new era. This is not the team they seen last year. It's a totally different team with a totally different scheme. And we had a different we have a different mindset expecting to win every game. Steve Morley was learning a new position that year, center instead of his traditional guard spot. But that wasn't the only change he was noticing around IG Field through two games. They wanted guys that uh, aren't going to quit. They wanted guys that are going to, uh, you know, weather the storm and keep fighting to the end. And I think, uh, you know, even, even though the game was sloppy, we uh, we came out on top. And that's uh, come, to, come end of the season, it's playoff time, and we have enough wins to get in. That's, that's all that matters in my mind. Things wouldn't finish quite as rosy as they started for the Blue Bombers that year. 7-11 and 11, and missing the playoffs for the third season in a row. But hindsight has afforded us the chance to recognize games like this one as laying the groundwork for the dynasty we enjoy every single week. These days, Winnipegger Bob Dice would like to do the same with his club in Ottawa, setting the tone in his first year as the official head coach. Almost time now to see if it'll be the native son coaching his team to victory over his childhood squad or the man who's made Winnipeg his home over the past decade, grabbing a W in the nation's capital. That's Skyler Peters with the film room. Nice enough to join us in the pregame show from Ottawa. Any suggestions for a played like Skyler? Look at Skyler at CGOB. Com. We're 10 minutes to kickoff. We'll break and the kickoff on the other side from Ottawa. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. You've been listening to the pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence on 680 CJOB.